Let's say you just bought a house. Bad news is, you're one step closer to becoming your parents. You'll proudly mow the lawn. Ask if anybody noticed you mowed the lawn. Tell people to stay off the lawn. Compare it to your neighbor's lawn. And complain about having to mow the lawn again. Good news is, it's easy to bundle home and auto through Progressive and save on your car insurance. Which, of course, will go right into the lawn. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company affiliates and other insurers. Discount not available in all stages or situations. Let's say you just bought a house. Bad news is, you're one step closer to becoming your parents. Which means you're going to start telling your kids to clean up before the cleaning lady comes. Doesn't make sense, but you're the parent and they're the kids. You're going to start telling them that now, too. Good news is, it's easy to bundle home and auto through Progressive and save on your car insurance. And there's your opening to remind them who pays the bills around here. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company affiliates and other insurers. Discount not available in all states or situations. This is a Vencast Studios production. On Almighty Baller Radio. Radio, radio. Welcome, welcome to Riding the Pine Season 2, Episode 18. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Here we go. It's it's 1230. Whoa. It, it's 1230. Very coincidental with our 1230 project. We so. have a massive so. update. In this episode, yeah. so it's all going down. How many minutes have you been listening to music? Oh my god, so many. You've been tracking everything. I, uh, the food intake, the calories, the steps, uh, the pounds you've been lifting, yeah. the minutes of music you've been listening to. Uh, it's it's really, really difficult. Honda, what can't you track? <laughs> There's some stuff I just don't want to track right. and share publicly. <laughs> like, uh, I'm not interested in doing that. Oh, so. shoot. Uh, but no, it's 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 been good. It was it was fun to get. Fun to take some time off and go back and spend it with family, but you know what? I I had some ball on. So yeah, you had some ball. I, we need visual, dude. What the hell was that? You were flying like a fucking bird. I, no, 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 no. Flying <laughs> like a bird. You were doing this. <laughs> that was the visual. That's the, the audience at home. That's the new weightlifting. Movie. See, this is why we have to go to video in 2018. This is, is why we will go to video in 2018. There it is. So you know, before we get into the shot clock, we, we I. I got stuck on kind of a life question today, and I don't know what it was, but like, I started thinking about the greatest candy bar of all time today. I don't even know why. I don't even know. What are you doing? That? Why are you doing this to me right now? I'm off sugar. I'm it's, off it's, everything. It candy. doesn't matter. There, there's a past in which you had a I'm favorite five candy days bar. In, I'm already relapsing. <laughs> I need you, five. You, <laughs> did you want to take five? I need to kick that bar. <laughs> that was funny for all the wrong reasons. My favorite candy bar um, was probably Snickers and then maybe um, whatchamacallit. Probably oh, either okay, or. Okay. What about you? So what the fuck? Why were you thinking about candy bars? Oh, well, I bought a candy bar today because I I got stupid hungry. I've been lifting all the time, so I'm like, I gotta eat something. There's no reason to eat a candy bar, but I was just in there, so I grabbed the candy bar. What a terrible idea. We'll talk about that on our health and fitness show. Sure. Uh the audio weigh in if you have not tuned into that. Um however, however, so there is a revolution happening. A in, candy revolution. In in the Reese's in the Reese's market. So oh. There's, you get two cups of Reese's, but they have combined it so it's cups of Reese's pieces. That's yeah. all together. It's like it, it's a revolution. It's a revolution in the candy game. I'm super confused right now. Share, like, explain. What, to what, me. Are, you, what, are, you, what are you talking about? What do you mean by two cups? What does the two cups even mean? Have you ever had a Reese's Reese's cup? A Reese's cup. 
with Reese's pieces inside. Is yes, that what you're talking yes. About? Oh, they're they're constructed wild. of Reese's pieces. That's that's crazy. Yeah, it's it's a whole new game out there, folks. <laughs> a whole new game in that's the like candy market. It's like a pizza market. burger. I was watching because I'm deprived right now. I'm watching people <laughs> pizza, people making a burger and they're doing a pizza burger where they have a layer of pizza as the bun, and a burger, and a layer of pizza on the top. Dig right in. I can't. So. Send all what your old send all your old Food Network clips to Gee. He'll, he'll go. I'll ahead. delete them. He'll go ahead and watch them. If you ever want to hate mail in your inbox as a response, to that I'll. I'll get it to you. Can I? So even though you haven't haven't been consuming candy, I, I I have you seen the Snickers like labels now? They're not the same. It you know it used to st- it used to say Snickers, but it doesn't oh, it, it doesn't say that. It's it's like hangry or yeah. <laughs> I'm just like that's just the, I mean they have monopolized the logo of yeah. what it looks like. They could say literally whatever they want. Coke is doing the same thing with their little fucking like OG Anabui name tags. <laughs> It's a basketball podcast. I had to drop a name in there. If for those who don't know, in the first minute and a half, this is an NBA podcast, a very serious, you know diehard, analytic-based podcast on NBA. Yeah, but I'm not backing down from my from my candy argument right that. now. I am. I'm not. So that's that's all I'm saying. You're that's... looking swole with those Reese's pieces. <laughs> that Reese's pieces power. Yeah. Uh, what a move what, what a, a move. move so but oh, hey man like how was your holidays what was up uh what'd you end up doing you watched the ball you were I, talking about I, ball? I watched some ball it was without re- lonzo ball yes i watched some ball it was really really spectacularly cold in minnesota i did get back to a gophers women's game so i finally got i got back to the barn so that was a lot of fun. shout out that's awesome um was there snow in minnesota yeah there was snow in absolutely crazy cold oh okay so, I, I heard there wasn't snow in, in eden prairie which is whatever. I'm, I could be very wrong. I'm probably very wrong. There was snow in Seattle, though. Yes. And I was like, that's a Festivus miracle. <laughs> Rock on. <laughs> this, we're get, we're going to get you your weather on the nines today yes. in this yeah. episode. Spence Sungard. <laughs> I'm sure he's listening at home. Hey, Guy, let's go. Let's drop into a little bit of basketball for this episode. Sure. <laughs> so, you know what? We're just going to we're going to go right into it. We have to go right into it. There's no other option. So, we are going to go right into gameplay. So, so so we are going to go So let's go to the shot clock like we always do. All right, man. Your 24 seconds are starting now. Insane Dunk of the Year alert. Brought to you by InsaneDunks.com. These dunks are dunks. I don't think you've even seen this because, I don't know, man. I don't know how much minutes you've been watching in basketball. You haven't tracked it. You haven't told me anything about it. Ah, whatever. But I hope you've seen this dunk. It was Russell Westbrook over Thonmaker in the world. Goes round and round around Russell Westbrook. Um, he just flatlines Thonmaker, and oh. basically, I'm still thinking about it. I can go to sleep and still think about. It. I can't get it out of my mind. I can't get it out of my mind, and I'm, they're still ringing in my ear. So that and I, I believe the announcement was like, "The rim is crying." I was like, "That was the greatest thing I've ever heard." And he just—he literally throws it down as a dunk of the year nominee. Go. All right, Gee, you have tinnitus and you've elapsed your 24 seconds, but I'm going now. Uh, it was great to see Blake Griffin back in action. He scored 24 points last night. It's just like you 
get these superstar players just out of the lineup, you're just you're so nervous that they're all going to descend into BattleBot Derek Rose that you just got, you got to be very very careful. But he's back. He's helping them win games. Very excited that he's there. They need him more than ever. Oh shit! The thing I miss the most out of Blake Clifford is his dunking and the open and the Lost City. So I hope he's doing a little bit of that. But Harden, oh Harden. Oh, Harden. <laughs> this I could let you go. I, I I thought I thought you were just an afterthought, but bam, you were a meme the other night. You guys were up 26. Houston was crushing Boston, and Boston slowly shipped away in the fourth. Marcus Smart, after an inbounds play, defends Harden not once but twice, and he got called for two offensive fouls. Harden, <laughs> in like 10 seconds left in the game, yeah. gets two offensive fouls. <laughs> I, I tip my hat to Marcus Smart and Boston Celtics everywhere. That was amazing. I've never seen that in the history of the fucking game before. Yeah. And I was just laughing my ass off at James Harden. Man. Yeah. If he gets MVP, this is his highlight reel. This yeah. is his no, highlight reel. It, it has to be. Absolutely <laughs> has to be. Um, all right. So I'm going to my 24-second 20, story. I'm, I'm rewinding to Christmas because we haven't been on for a little bit. I Like, the Warriors-Cavs, to me, even... And we'll talk about this ad nauseum throughout the rest of the year. I still think it's one it's one of my favorite games. And to see James and Durant go go head to head, butt butt up against one another, really get the head to head, butt to butt. Hey, it's all the body parts. It's 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 the game of it's the game of operation. It's 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 all there. But all those guys talking trash, both playing at their peak. It's I thought it was a lot of fun, and I, w- I was watching it with my family, so it's it, it was cool. it was pretty fun to kind of see all that. Yeah, yeah. So. Christmas Day was awesome, man. I loved it. Quick shout out to MTG and Haven, yeah, man. Absolutely. I just want to give a little bit of a love here. Uh, you know, he he's one of the pioneers of this whole show that started this, and he just had a uh, you know a baby. So yes, congratulations. Yes, absolutely, congratulations. So he has assured me that his his child is going to be just spitting hot takes already so (laughs) (laughs) unbelievable two days two days out two days out and just ready to go ready to go on the pod so (laughs) congratulations absolutely all right we got some stats going on rondo's 25 assist game which happened earlier this week yeah just a couple days ago um he's only the seventh player to to do this and the first one to do this since 1996 jason kidd yeah so 21 years yeah and he actually has it takes has, 21 years for this that Man, that that's, wild. that's crazy and it's like you you kind of watch it it's it's just like pretty interesting game but it's not like a spectacular game or anything no, it was, it's just yeah. the, it's pelican's ball <laughs> yeah and it was a home game and also I, I we were just talking off air a bit about like how they were tracking stats if you watch the highlight reel of every dime, I don't know if you were watching this game intently, but no, I did. I, I went back and I watched all of the dimes. So some of them are suspect, but I think whatever. Like I'm, I'm happy that this was part of the record books, right? Yeah. And someone like him in New Orleans needs a little bit of a push right now, yeah, because they're looking. They're not necessarily looking up because they're in the playoff hunt, mm-hmm. but they need a bit of a spark. And maybe this is that spark. Maybe Rondo gives a fuck now, mm-hmm. but you know, right now it's a two man team, so. Like, if Rondo can step up and do a 25-assist game here and there, yeah, he scored two points, by the way, and we'll get into that in a second, but he yeah. scored two points in that game. And this was against the Nets. I don't think he gets this. I don't think he gets this against, like, the the Spurs or the fucking no, Warriors, but it doesn't matter. It's still a, a feat of its own. But, but let's, let me also share this, though. He does hold 
both the number one and number two spots this season. Oh, in terms it, of assists this in season? In terms of assists per, like, the highest so assist. So 25, what was the other one? 18. Oh, so, shit. Okay. So, like, cool. he's... He may not be contributing on the points side, but maybe he doesn't have to because you got Boogie, you got Davis, you got you, you got some other components. Not enough to really make too much of a difference, but we'll trail, no, that's cool. We'll trail off. <laughs> no, no, no. I, I, I found it phenomenal, and I was I was cheering the shit out of that. But I just, you know, um, I, I'm glad it happened. I'm for sure glad it happened. And I did not know it took that long for it to break. Um, so. The rookies have been kind of the storyline of the season for me. Maybe like top three storylines has been the Rockets, the you know the Boston Celtics, yep. and probably the rookies. Yeah, and absolutely. Two of those three have the same thing in common, and mm-hmm. that's Jason Tatum. Jason Tatum is basically crushing it from an advanced and analytic standpoint. Mm-hmm. Um, and all these stats that actually I don't even know what they even really mean. Let me just break it down really quick. Okay. Win shares, uh, TPA, VORP, and PER. Okay. He's leading the rookie class in all of those except for maybe even PER. But that's a kind of weird uh, stat to begin with in okay. my head. So TPA is like total points added based on their possessions. And VORP is like um, how he's valued based on like their bench player or their replacement yeah. player. Okay. Which is kind of a, a similar thing to baseball, but maybe not to the same degree. Um, and like win shares, um, basically how he wins – uh, how his performance does offensively and defensively to um, the success of a, a winning team, so sure. like, um, or a, a winning game. Um, I wasn't seeing this coming, yeah. and I'm kind of floored by it. Um, he has played the four position for yeah. Boston as a scrawny rookie, <laughs> which is probably the hardest position in basketball right now is the yeah. four. Yeah, because you have to do so much. You have to stretch. You have to get the rebounds. You have to get offensive rebounds. You have to box out. You have to. Yeah, set picks and shit. Yeah, like he has to do a lot, and he has a phenomenal Carmelo Anthony kind of game. Mm-hmm. Uh, actually, more a better version of um, Michael Beasley's game, and he has sick handles. He's shown the Euro, he's shown the Euro step. He's shown the uh, Sham God dribble. He's so he's shown it all as glimpses. As a rookie, it's phenomenal. But like. How? How did this happen? <laughs> like I was expecting, you know, Ben Simmons, and yeah. I was expecting Monk, and I'm so wrong about Monk. And I was thinking, you know, De'Aaron Fox could have a big, big season. Yeah. Dennis Smith Jr. should have been Rookie of the Year. Yeah, and just because of usage. And mm-hmm. this is a team that shares the ball so well, mm-hmm. and he's fucking crushing all these stats. And yeah. like, I'm just, conf- I'm confused. You know, but we're we calculated a stat where what 43 percent of the way through the season. Yeah, it's still early. It's still early, so we're I, getting to the point where it's not early, though. Like he's no, legit, and he's no, like no, no. he's he's legit. But I mean, it's still at at this point, I'm not writing Tatum as the rookie of the year. I'm oh, saying yeah. I'm saying like I'm saying it's going it's going to be fascinating how interesting like it plays out it, that plays out, especially mm-hmm. with the top prospects. I think we know who they are. Yeah, um, but there. It's it's definitely going to depend on injuries and it's going to depend on standings and positions because some of these players may not get the chance to play yeah. down the home stretch oh, either. Yeah. Boston goes way up and they kind of solidify their position mm-hmm. one or two. Mm-hmm. I mean they're they're going to rest people. Yeah, they're going to rest a lot of people and then they're sure. not really going to care at the end unless it makes a major difference. But I don't think it's going to because they're going to play. They you are they're potentially playing teams. If you know, if we look forward from today in that like that four to five hundred range. Oh yeah, in terms of win percentage, they're not even they're not even five hundred teams. Yeah, and they could potentially make seven and eight, 
And yeah. we're going to talk about standings a little bit later on, but... Yeah, and I wouldn't say the West, the West is necessarily like super strong or much stronger than the East in terms of record-wise, because there are the cream of the crop is definitely very equal in the moment in my head. Yeah. Um, but I would say like the f- the three hundred to four hundred to five hundred teams in yeah. the, in the East, kind of easier to play against. Ex- yeah. You know, like we have some Pelicans and Utahs and Portlands to play against. They're in the five hundreds. You know, so like good luck Boston if you had to play the West forty two times. Like you don't have to. <laughs> yeah. Um, I. I just appreciate this value. Like, I wasn't expecting this. And anyways, um, I also wasn't expecting OKC's um, OKC's um, path yeah. to be so, like... Erratic? Erratic and schizo and kind of like, uh, you know, a roller coaster. I did know that it would take time, as we've all discussed before, and we mm-hmm. needed... And OKC needed time. Carmelo needed the most time to see how he fits. But they are fucking crushing it right now. Yeah. And Steven Adams is like a god amongst, you know, he looks like a fucking superhero right now. He <laughs> looks like the underman, whatever the dude is named. Yeah. From Justice League. Um, he's leading the league, obviously, in offensive rebounds, but he has it at six point um six point one per game. Six offensive rebounds per game. Can you like can we just appreciate that for a second? Yeah. That is so much. Yeah. Most most teams get 10 maybe a game. <laughs> He's getting 6 for his squad. And I feel so strongly about the fact that they're so successful right now because is due him. to Steven Adams. Because he has been super sacrificial, but he's been the reason why they get so many easy buckets in terms in in the half court set because they don't have a really good half court team. Mhm. They don't really know what to do. They're actually like watching someone ISO or they're watching uh, Russell Westbrook do his thing. Or if Westbrook uh, passes it off to Paul George, he's literally hands on hips like watching. <laughs> so the fact that they're doing so well is I think because of Steven Adams in the half court. Yeah. And I don't know, man. I just I love it. And um, I'm rooting for them, but not too hard because they're coming up on Minnesota right now. Yeah. And when uh, Minnesota loses, I hope OKC's, OKC loses. So like that game the other night yeah. you know, against Milwaukee, I was like, fuck yeah, you know, because we had lost just the night before. Um, on the topic of losing, though, mm-hmm. Orlando and Memphis, straight up. <laughs> the beginning of the season, we were talking about the roller coasters of these teams, of all these teams. They were leading the fucking conferences. Yeah, six and one or something, seven and zero yeah. and shit yeah. like that. Uh, they have dropped to eleven and twenty four apiece. Like, <laughs> uh, that is awful. Let let us um, join hands in prayer <laughs> and, and try to bring them back from the dead. Yeah, for Jonathan Isaac, Aaron Gordon, and the dead, the corpses of Marcus All and Chandler Parsons. Oh my god. Um, I feel. Uh, bad for their this, these teams. Frank Vogel must be on the hot seat because they kicked uh, um, David Fisdale. Take that for data out. Yeah, and that was early. And that was pretty early, actually. Yeah, it was kind of a weird um, moment in the season. But um, you know, these teams I didn't really think we were, we were rooting for or thinking they were going to be in the playoffs, but they threw us for a loop in the beginning of the season. Yeah. Well, it just shows that you know. Early predictions and early stats, they don't necessarily, you know, uh, they can completely falter. And uh, early successes and, like, the the Bulls' early falls and pitfalls, yeah. they don't necessarily matter. If things work around yeah. a concept, an idea, they slowly mature, meticulize, like, um, stabilize. They mm-hmm. kind of become, uh, like, reality. Mm-hmm. Like, you're seeing the Bulls now taking 
fucking the bull by the horns and they're yeah. taking games off and it's wild but these two teams have fucking nothing going for themselves and they need to do something because ever since Dwight Howard got traded yeah. Orlando has had nothing every yeah. every fucking season they've yeah. tried and then they over they shot their wad against trying to get in like fucking Serge Ibaka and Bismack Biombo yeah. and like yeah. uh, like all the other people that they and just really landed with nothing nothing <laughs> yeah and so even right now mm-hmm Sorry, Orlando Magic fans. You have nothing on your team. Like, or Jonathan Isaac is maybe something, but he's barely played, and he looks super scrawny. He's always injured. Yeah. I'm worried about him in the NBA. Yeah. But Aaron Gordon, is, is, is as electric and as exciting as he can be, he's always going to be Blake Griffin light. Yeah. Why not just have Blake Griffin? Like, so, like, if so, you're counting on someone to be like that, you have to really shoot for his stars. And But doesn't, so, so at least for Orlando... Doesn't it make like the most probable like <laughs> most probable run for an entire franchise to go out and look for a superstar and like just restabilize this team because yeah. they're not going to get through the draft. I no. mean, they've tried to get it through the draft, and <laughs> given how poorly some other teams have played, they're not even going to land at the absolute bottom. Yeah, you can so, wait out LeBron. Yeah. But then you're going to have to wait out Kyrie Irving and the Celtics and like yeah. you know the the Toronto Raptors and everything. So you're going to keep waiting. So yeah, you can shoot for the you know the the draft, but you could wait four or five years and they could never materialize, as has shown yeah. in the past with your shitty so, draft picks. So I th- I mean I think they have to go chase someone this yeah. year and they have to be very serious about it. I think so. But they have to position it in terms of this person is moving from a second role. A second or third role into the prime posi- into the prime position. I love it, and and you you get this you get to kind of run the direction of this team yeah. moving forward. Mm-hmm. Maybe we can look at you know in a later episode like who that could be. Yeah, you know, hypo- I mean, right now I can't even think of people off the top of my head. No, no but no. like it could that could happen, and that could be phenomenal for them. And if they get a top pick, if they get a top two pick, Luka Doncic or Marvin Bagley or you know fucking uh, Trey. Uh, oh yeah, yeah. The Steph Curry light yep. player like from Oklahoma. They could Trey really, Young. Trey Young, thanks. They could transform this team. I just hope that happens. But right now, I don't care about them enough. We've talked about no, them enough. No. All right. So you have one more stat here, round to round her out. Yeah, and I think this is kind of hilarious. It's kind of a flashback stat. Um, since two thousand and seven, Vince Carter hasn't outscored LeBron James until last night. <laughs> Ten, Ten years later. <laughs> What? Vince Carter had this like flashback night coming off the bench in like 28 minutes, scoring 24 points, set four or five from three pointers, and <laughs> outscored, outdueled LeBron James. <laughs> He's just like, once before I'm done, yeah. I want to, yeah, I want to outscore the king. So this was his Kobe game, and um, or his Vince game or whatever, but um, because <laughs> he's he's Vince. Uh, Got it. But I, <laughs> but Sacramento beat Cleveland. It was a super strange night because at the same time, Golden State lost to Charlotte. Like these are stupid teams to never lose to, but they did. But it's uh, it's around the holiday. I don't oh, know. It's around the holidays. It's around the holidays. <laughs> We're just writing them off right now. <laughs> just let, let, let them take one. Let them take one for 2017. 2018 is coming, and yeah. we're gonna completely stop on them again. <laughs> sure. I don't know that man. It, what a crazy stat. I don't even I have no idea how you find. That's that, but anyways, let's move on uh, mm-hmm. to some NBA news. Sure. Okay, so, you know, I don't want to bring the NBA news in a sour light at all, but this has 
Nope. Created some controversy. Nope. Bring it up. Bring it up. Bring it up. Bring it up. Uh, uh. Uh. Mm. <laughs> so, uh, All-Star Games happening in middle of February in Charlotte. Yes. After relocating it the previous year to New Orleans, they have decided to change up the format a little bit on the All-Star Sunday game. Mm. In terms of the teams are not just East-West. Yeah. The teams are drafted by the players. Oh, so it's like it's like fucking uh, pick up basketball on the streets. So it's not East West, even though we're voting for East West. We're voting for the starting five, but then we pick a leader, mm-hmm. and the leader drafts the team from East or West. Yeah, it's just a what? fucking pick them. What? It's just a pick them. So so what? Like, what's the point of drafting East West? We should just drop. We should draft top ten. I know. It's just a weird system, and I might have a little bit of it wrong. Okay. But just roll with me on this. We're going to fact check all of this. We will fact check the fuck out of this. We will bat fact this back fat, this this thing. Okay. You remember that? Shout out to you guys if you remember that one. I'm glad we cut that segment out. I was getting very self-conscious on the show. Um, Okay. The headline is, the NBA has no plans of... Showing it, broadcasting it, announcing it, or revealing any of the order yeah. of the pick'em. The, what? The whole point of this was to make this exciting. This is going to be more exciting than the game itself. Yes, it will be. Is Kevin Durant going to pick Russell Westbrook? No. Is is LeBron James going to pick uh, Kyrie Irving? Probably not. You know, like, yeah. who gets picked last? <laughs> that would be phenomenal to know. <laughs> I don't want. I don't care about egos. They're robots to me. You know, they're yeah. making fucking live on your millions of dollars of egos. I don't care. <laughs> Have your fucking sick days and your uh, my emotional, you know, stress days and rest because of emotional duress. Have your sick days. <laughs> You're coming back with a big grudge on, <laughs> yeah. on well, the NBA. <laughs> yeah, a little bit. I'm a little sour on this. If you just broadcast this, oh, this would be this would be spectacular. This like, would be a sold out arena just to watch this ten minute because, thing. Because like. I, the, the amount of effort I put into making the actual draft order when the when the balls are you know when the, uh, when the lottery order comes out like I'm, I make a really concerted effort like I leave work early that day <laughs> yeah, you know to sure. make sure oh, I can catch that oh yeah yeah like, yeah, right. like the lottery order but I would do even more so for the all-star game because I sure. love the all-star game I'll probably vote for it 10 times yeah you know before it before it's all said and done yeah so like you know pundits out there like Zach Lowe and um, Hollinger and all those people have kind of said like uh, this has to be broadcasted. There's like a top post on Reddit to, you know, basically petition to get this broadcasted. So hopefully it does. Yeah. But fuck them if they don't. Like, seriously, I'm so mad. I would be so mad if they don't do it. <laughs> it's better than dunk contest. Straight up, man. Um, <laughs> oh, it's, so we are, are there – I think we'll have to probably talk about the All-Star game in general in, as we get closer here. Are there any other announced changes coming in? Or no, um, not that I know of. Sorry, man. Oh, no, no, no. We'll, we'll, we'll come back to that because I want to talk about I want to talk about all of our picks going in because I I've voted a couple of times already. But oh, sure. I uh, yeah, we got to talk about our I picks because I haven't. Picked I have yet. to keep voting. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> sure. Vote early, vote often. Yeah, Te- vote, vote or die. Right. It's Tammany Hall. Tammany Hall. <laughs> <laughs> or or Diddy. Yeah, sure. Okay. You know, it is okay. So I can't be so negative because they bounce back. The NBA bounced back. They gave me what I needed in my life, 25-year anniversary from NBA Jam, celebrating NBA Jam in L.A. They are having the announcer 
who was the announcer of NBA Jam, announce the Clippers versus Kings game. He's heating up. He's heating up. He's on fire. <laughs> All of that jazz. This January thirteenth, two thousand eighteen. Okay, mark it down. We're gonna like cancel all plans. We're gonna, you know, we're gonna call in sick. Yeah, we're gonna hang out here on our recliners and watch that shit. Oh, that that that's gonna be amazing. That's gonna be the best shit. I've never heard of anything greater than that. Honestly, (laughs) Drake night, dud. (laughs) NBA Jam night was is going to be a success. It's already a success. I'm so glad you found this. Like, so January thirteenth. 2018. So two, two weeks away. It's about to go down. Is it, fr- is it the Friday night or Saturday night? Friday the 13th. Friday. Oh, is ter- it Friday? Yeah. Friday. I, I, I think it Can is. Can we just check really quick? Yeah. We're live on the pod. Uh, we're live on the pod. Oh, it would be Saturday. It's Saturday. It is Saturday the 13th and it's going oh, down. Man. Oh, my God. So Tim. Sabado. Tim Kritz. Kitzrow. Jesus. I. Uh, Tim Kitzrow. Tim Kitzrow. Yeah. Awesome, and apparently I don't know, man. I just find that phenomenal. They're throwing out T-shirts that have like the NBA Jam style, yeah. you know, profiles and everything. It's gonna be great. Phenomenal. But I think I think that game actually has a legitimate Im- has had a legitimate impact on the game because oh yeah, j- just the amount of pop- popularity that it drove, especially in the early '90s with <laughs> kids just playing it. Like yeah. it's the same with you know the like Madden games and football games. It's like it got people into talking about the sport and not everybody stuck with it, but a lot of people checked it out when they were kids or they, they, you know, they, they played for a long time because they got started on those video games. So I I think it means something. I think it means something. This will be a lot of fun. We'll, uh, we'll talk about it. Hopefully we can take a couple of pictures and or record a couple of segments from it. (laughs) Selfies with the game on. Yeah, we'll do it. We'll do it. (laughs) Um, anyways, uh, another weird thing that happened was, okay, so Harden, um, who's all been ejected this season? You talked about like 13, 15 people were ejected before our last episode or on our last episode. There's been more like, and, um, Harden's been pouting. Draymond Green's been pouting. Whatever. Fuck that. But they were pouting so much that they were like screaming at the refs verbally every day. You know, Sean Livingston got ejected by headbutting him. They decided to have a meeting between the players and the refs and the refs association and the NBA Players Association. And cool. Like, I don't care that much. Nothing really came out of it. But something that was really interesting is how the refs are trained. Yeah. And how they're trained to communicate. Mm-hmm. And how the players are just kind of there to sell their show and to make sure that their game is on point. And yeah. if they get fouled, they're going to scream and holler about it. So, and they're going to yell at a ref about it. But what happens is the refs are trained yeah, to just throw up a hand and throw yeah. up a stop sign and like be like, I got it, man. Like, I'm good with this. Yeah. I, I'm not hearing you. So, so why isn't there more training then for – and this is going to be a weird statement, but – more training for the players about how to interact with the refs. Yeah. To just be like, if you have a grievance, instead of yelling at the refs, how do you approach it? How do you how do you make sure your your position is heard without kind of overstepping the bounds? That's right. Um I've noticed on uh, pregame warmups of occasionally like the star players like Damian Lillard and LeBron James and Jimmy Butler like shake hands with the refs and stuff like that. Yeah. They start they started off proud and they started off hey like hey yeah. we're buddies now, um, and they have a really terrible job like or they have one an awesome job being a ref in the NBA but yeah but it's it's, it's a, a terrible job it's in terms a diffi- of it's they're a, getting yelled at all the time it's a difficult and, yeah. and a very stressful job and so. they're, they're always held accountable for all these things because. They're, 
Let me rephrase that. They're always on the spotlight for yeah. all these things because there's so many nuances in the NBA in terms of how to ref a thing. Mm-hmm. Um, you've seen travels being called more from the perimeter but less in the paint. And you've been seeing carries non-existent when everyone fucking carries now. And yeah. double dribbles are not shown. Like travels with shuffling the feet. If you like looked the at hero that. steps. Yeah, if you saw yeah. that Marcus Smart game, um, game-winning pass to uh, um, Jason Tatum, and the the steps before the game winner by uh, Al Horford, he was traveling his fucking feet, taking 30 steps, but they're not going to call that in like yeah. 10 seconds left in the game. Um, they have so much to worry about. And like, do we need more refs? Probably. And like, do we need more refs per game? Probably. But they're on such a weird like spotlight mm-hmm. in every sin- 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 single moment. <laughs> and I just feel like what you just said was 100% correct. I think they're doing their best, and they're not trying to out- be out there to like fuck you up. No, no, no. They're trying to mitigate all like you know controversy yeah. and trying to make the game as fluid as possible and speed yeah. up the game when possible. And the players are slowing the game down by taking their time off the ground and you yeah. know taking thirty seconds for free throw and yelling at the ref at every given moment because yeah I got fouled, but. Does that communicate? Oh shoot! Let me call you know call yeah. the foul now because you screamed at it. It's yeah. not going to get anything done. It's kind of like the last two minutes report yeah. after the day after. Yeah, yeah. That I, doesn't happen. That doesn't I, do anything for the game. So, so, so you you raised some interesting questions just about how to address this, like tactically moving forward. Because I I, I think just the interaction between the players and refs has to start from players getting into the NBA just how do you work with the how do you work with the refs yeah. on a on a professional level and just like work between the players association the refs union the NBA itself just like put all these people together go through proper protocol <laughs> about how to do this it, like it doesn't have to be that extensive but it's just we can't have meltdowns we can't have like we can't have games in question Every single time, and we we can't have players just erupting or or refs, you know, ejecting star players for for doing something that really isn't the rightful call. Mm-hmm. This notion of calling everything afterwards is absurd. We've talked about it. Yeah, I, I hate I hate it that about the game. Yeah, it means absolutely nothing. I think I think if I had be, so besides the actual training, I would propose two other things. I would propose more advanced tracking for the perimeter of the court mm-hmm. just like sure actual like if they step actual out of bounds, lines out of and and just th- things you could do systematically to judge whether something went out yeah and and actually have technology to help judge that I like that secondarily if there is any contention there's a it it goes to Sakakis faster yeah, it goes should. to Sakakis faster, and it's maybe it takes that TV timeout or something like that. But seriously, like if if they did not spot it directly, and it's players are up in arms, you know the the coaches are up in arms. Bring it to them, sort it out, sort it out during the game. So if something has to be revised, it's done. So then, because this this day after or this oh, two so minute report, stupid. it doesn't do anything no. in the NBA is not changing any results. Yeah. So it's literally the most worthless report that yeah. the NBA puts out. Draymond Green kind of put it um, pretty bluntly, and I liked what he said. Um, they started a thing, so they kind of have to run with it now. They decided to do this. They can't just close the project. Yeah. You know, they started to do this transparency thing with the refs and with yeah. the association to make everything as, as close-knit and correct or non-correct or incorrect. Maybe we'll have a segment on the pod called the you know correct non call or incorrect non call. Yeah. Like what was wrong, what went down, something yeah. like that. Maybe. 
Well, I think I, I think when we uh, when we get into video, I think that'll be a really really fun segment to 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 talk about. But I just think he said it right. Like they started this thing, they can't stop it now. Are they going to do full game reports? Fuck no, I don't want that. No one wants that. <laughs> but like, it is on the players. I think a lot more to be just fucking humans with the with the with the refs. Yeah, just be fucking cordial and whatever the fucking is. Just be civil. Yeah. Because if you just scream at him, he's not going to be like, oh, you're right, but wait, two minutes ago, yeah, I'm not going to call it back. Because they do these makeup calls, right? Mm-hmm. You see that. Yeah. And actually, when I watch as a biased fan, I'm watching my team yeah. or a team I'm rooting for, I'm kind of fucking caring about what the refs are doing. Absolutely. And I, I want them to be so um, invisible in the game. I want the game to be as minimally impacted by the refs as possible. Absolutely. And be, because as a fan, you want your team you want your team to go out there and win the game with on their own merit. All, on their absolutely on their own merit because if it's if it's contested, you don't have you don't have the right to say you were the best team that night. You were the best right. team because of these extenuating factors. I'm like <laughs> that's terrible. That's right. absolutely terrible. So I but I think there's stuff that the NBA can do. I don't think they've done all the right steps. We're going to talk about it in the future uh kind of moving forward. So Yeah, sure man. Um hey Boy, I, I spent uh, spent a couple <laughs> hours tracking everything back from Thanksgiving moving forward. But we, we have it now. We do have some numbers. Hot so, fresh. so if you're interested, if you're interested, oh, they're interested. Oh, they're definitely interested. There have been 529 games played. Wow, 529 games played. That's approximately 43 percent of the games for the season. So, that is awesome. <laughs> however, however, we got to go to the actual numbers here. I nope. We'll yes, go, we'll go with yours first. Oh, why? We'll, no, oh, no. so kind, so kind. We'll go with yours first. <laughs> you have pulled off three hundred and twenty-two wins, three hundred and twenty-two wins out of the five hundred twenty-nine for a percentage, uh, rounding up to the sixty-one percent. Oh, thank you, thank you. Sixty, sixty-one percent. So that's not bad. No, it's that's really good, and about about the same level you were on at Thanksgiving. So you've. <laughs> You've you've sta- you stabilized over the holidays. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, somehow I I managed to gain momentum. Nice. And I uh, I've gone up to sixty five percent. How many games total have you? Three hundred and forty five games that I've picked. Oh. So <laughs> there. So there's there's some interesting. We, we talked metadata. A little, there's some interesting data about who we selected and didn't select. Yeah. Um, Definitely pretty heavy bias towards the Wolves, or especially earlier in this. All uh, season long. Well, all season long, but a, a lot in this uh, early part of the season. Mm-hmm. Um, we really struggled picking in Indy. We mm-hmm. really struggled picking Detroit. Yeah. And um, there are there are other just erratic teams that will just casually win games here and there uh, to try and predict the the nature of the beast that is Sacramento is, <laughs> is sure. very, very difficult. Yeah. And other teams like Phoenix will just come up and bite you. You know, what's so, really, it was really funny is I think we had, um, a poll at the end of it and like the number of wins for a team and it was like six and like 10 yeah, and 12. Yeah. And then we actually had a idea of gambling about if a team's going to win more than 15 yeah. and we're going to say, no, one team is going to win less than, I think all of them are going to win over 15. Oh now. yeah. They, they, like they, they, just they said, definitely all are. They listen to the pod. And they're like, fuck that. Shit. We got <laughs> to step up our game. You know? But you know, I think honestly, Gabe, this is a pretty good, pretty good percentage. This is, I'm happy with it. And this is kind of outright before we know all the factors. So, Oh yeah. So the thing is, 
and as you can as you guys continue to follow Red in the Pine over the course of the season, we're going to go back at the All Star break, and we're given all the factors that have happened, we're going to repick the second half of the season, yes. and we're going to compare it against our original, yeah, and sure. just see where we go. Also, there's some games that we just there are some days like we should be betting hard on Thursdays, like yeah. we, we typically kind of like close out all of those games <laughs> so on thursdays itself. on thursdays but like wednesdays the the games the days with like 10 12 15 games whatever like, we don't do so no, 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 no. <laughs> that's, it's very very difficult to you know that, play that out that's a funny observation because the marquee games like we kind of know the obvious what's up kind of stuff yeah and we can pick a, an, an unusual upset here and there yeah those 15 games, like, they will, in the minutia of it all, like, a Chicago will beat a Cleveland or, like, a Charlotte will yeah. beat a Golden State. And we just will always pick the favorite. You yeah. Know? So we'll always have these, like, weird games where we're going to lose out on. Yeah. And it's, I mean, it's it's only natural. But, like, the, I think the this percentage, the fact that we're, the fact that we're over 50% and we're almost, you know, yeah. we're almost, what? like i said 43 percent of the way through the season like we're probably gonna stay in that 55 60 65 percent range uh throughout the season i mean that would be pretty incredible i would love to get up to 70 and be like hey mom i made it (laughs) (laughs) send more money please please. All right. Well, so, that's cool, man. Any any other thing else from the twelve thirty? Uh, no. We'll uh, we'll continue to update that. So we'll need to update at least once more before All Star break. Yep. So we're gonna maybe right at All Star break. Yeah. Just give you so some time. yeah, we'll probably update a couple couple more times here, uh, at least once more before All Star break, and then at All Star break, and then we'll take boom. Then we'll kind of take the. The candy bar, take five. We're, we're we're going we're going back to the bar and we're we're doing two hours of picks for the yeah. remainder of the season. <laughs> yeah. So that's gonna happen. That'll so be fun. You can uh, we'll post it up. You can uh, potentially join us if you'd like if you'd to like. see us pick. You know, <laughs> a good what six hundred some games, fifteen games. Yes. So <laughs> here we go. All right, hey Gee, we got to get into the old man's lounge. I believe that there's some players standing outside waiting for some drinks. Oh man. Oh man. Oh, man. Oh man. Oh man. Oh, thank you, Drake, for that intro. Um, this is a 10 day special, you know? This menu's been it's been a little dry. So we gotta we gotta change it up again. Let's get a 10 day special from a brand new segment. <laughs> Uh, brand new uh, streamline the games and um, out with the old, in with the ten day. Okay, and um, Here's your, right around Christmas, your right? ten day forecast. Of, ten day forecast of, of players that score zero points and the weather on the nines. <laughs> Joe Angles, Nick Batum, 20 ish minutes and fucking one shot. My answer to like what is jet junk? I swear to fucking god, this guy really wants a drink, and we're just never gonna give it to him. Maxi Kleber, get out of here, man! I don't know you. I don't want to know you. I don't want to know anything about you. Dallas, dude, there's so many things wrong with Dallas right now, but this, <laughs> I don't want to be talking about Dallas because of this. <laughs> it was really funny is um, the night before Christmas was like football crap. Um, the night before that was Andre Roberson and OG, and it'll be um, <laughs> scoring no points. And guess what? On Christmas. Yes. Um, oh, tis of the five golden rings, four turtle doves, three French princes, 
two turtle doves and, again. And, and Jarrett Jack and throwing Jarrett Jack. The, the ball into a pear tree. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Thank you. I don't remember the rhyme. I knew you were going to bring it home. Andrew Bogut. Jared, 70 foot Jack. <laughs> and Aaron Baines. You call, he's just Jared 70 foot Jack. <laughs> <laughs> he jacks up 70 feet into the stands. Aaron Baines, Andrew Bogut, and Jared Jack, welcome. Wow. Welcome to the festive holiday season <laughs> to be remembered yeah. in Infamy in the Old Man's Lounge. Yo, we are not done. OG, Anabui again. Back. Back. And his fellow friend, Al Camino, who's a- not a friend, he's on another team. In 32 minutes, oh, man. did fucking nothing. How do you do nothing in 32 minutes, actually? Uh, Mino's capable of yeah. it, so. Um, Lance, I'm, oh, I'm, we're gonna, I'm actually skipping a lot of players, too. Wait, wait, like, wait a second. Wait a second. Aminu is from Portland. I right? know, yeah. Oh, we're going to heckle Aminu big time when we get... We should oh. have We should have an Aminu sign. Oh, man. <laughs> <laughs> For those who don't know... Welcome to the O-Bans, yeah, Aminu. <laughs> that's, a great, that's a great idea. For those who don't know, we're planning something massive, actually. We're going to... We're gonna, you don't even know, but we probably have like 50, 90, 220 people going to this thing. <laughs> and we're going to fucking take it out in a booth. We're going to take it out in a booth. We are going to buy a suite and just deck it out in Aminu gear. <laughs> <laughs> hey, man, I know you're not scoring any points. I know you're on the bench. But you know, you can have a really good time checking out all, Welcome to the all degrees of yourself. <laughs> this could be... He just he goes he goes straight from the court up to the lounge. Hondo, so, <laughs> my my friend. Yes. <laughs> can we get a suite? And can we name it the Old Man's Lounge? <laughs> and can we just have posters of all the people that have been on the Old Man's and like have our own drinks? There's, there's no NBA team that will endorse this, but it doesn't matter. <laughs> oh, but Kevin Durant will be watching on Twitter, man. He'll oh. be like, oh. Shit. <laughs> So we wear the cupcake hat. For yeah. Him. yeah. <laughs> uh, I mean, some other players like Lance Thomas, Alex Sabrina, Zaza. I mean, you know, I'm so sick of Zaza <laughs> coming back for more. Yeah. Get, I don't, get out of the get line, out of the Zaza. <laughs> yeah, get out of the line. Stop, stop uh, jumping ahead in line. You know the rules, you know? No suit for you, right? <laughs> and Marvin Williams, who I forgot was in the NBA. Um, so it's it's obvious that. That OG Anubi needs a drink. I don't. I thought so too. I don't. I don't know what that is though. No, you know those. There's some. There's some weird cocktails that have been come up, like from tin, little tin, and things like that. Like mm-hmm. have this, like, you know, um, use a little lotus flower in your vodka, you know, <laughs> fruit fruit drink. But then they add these bitters. Yeah. How about some? Oh, uh, so something real bitter. Something real bitter. So how about some like OG coconut aminos? <laughs> or don't they call them like um, You know, they have this like. Oh yeah. Aminos. That, that, that's it. That's it. <laughs> now I wasn't prepared for this. We're, we're, we're hiring a cocktail specialist for 2018. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> we, we've invested so much time into this lounge. We'll be back for you, OG. <laughs> Coming on back. Um, all right, Hagee, we gotta we gotta dip into it. There's some there's some fun updates. We're gonna get into the give and go. Actually, we're gonna take a quick break and then we'll we'll be right back with the give and go. Oh yeah, right on. Good, fellas. What's oh that man, what an answer. The only answer to this question, not even the correct one, the only one is Russell Westbrook. Interesting. Russell Westbrook. Yeah, I'm doing a Harlem Globetrotter shit around my body, spinning on my finger right now. Will crying LeBron replace crying Jordan in the Mimosphere this season? 
Come on back, Jack. Come on back I'm, uh, with the I'm, give and go. I'm back. I'm, I'm back. Okay. All right. We're back. Here we Welcome back. <laughs> hey, man. It's been a while. Welcome back. So, hey, so on, on the give and go this week, we're going to talk a little bit about our favorite moments of the 2017 season as the year actually winds down here. Sure, man. So you had a, you had a couple of, you have a couple of pretty incredible moments here. So, so let's, do you, man. Yeah, let, 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 <laughs> let's, let's share them for everybody. <laughs> Resolution to share our favorite moments. You know, this has been a f- hell of a 43% of the season. Right? <laughs> <laughs> no one hell tracks it. it. No, no one, one tracks tra- it like No one tracks the NBA like we do. Yeah. yeah. We are to the percentage point of <laughs> progress. <laughs> um, I got to be a little biased, but a little honest. This is one of my favorite moments of the yeah. year so far. Um, was Wiggins' game winner versus OKC. It was like game three or game four. Yeah. We were down um, kind of like eight or nine points. We got it back. We got up by three or four. And then Camelo hit a three. Three seconds left. Oh, we were yeah. ready. Yeah. Wiggins' bank shot. It was fucking phenomenal. Shot heard around the world, and I loved it. And um, I don't know. What, what, what is one of your Okay, one? so so one of my favorite ones was really, really early in the yeah. season. But this is an NBA Thursday event. So we're like, we're just, we're waiting to catch. We're like kind of writing this game off because this is, this is Portland and the Lakers. Yeah. And it stays like oddly close. Mm-hmm. And we're just like, we're kind of sucked into it. But Lillard, oh gosh, who does he, he crosses over somebody at the very end to win this thing. Mm-hmm. I think it's, it's not Clarkson. It's uh, uh Ingram. 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 Yeah. It's Brandon Ingram. And he just like just throws a fucking death dagger. Yeah, a death dagger. <laughs> I don't know. Anyways, it was it was it was amazing. We're like we're cheering so loudly. They're like, "What happened?" Right. This is like this is probably week two of the NBA season. Like, <laughs> right. It was a Thursday night. Yeah. There was a there was a soccer game, playoff yeah. game, and then there was also um like NBA or NFL uh Thursday Thursday yeah. football or whatever it was. Yeah. Yeah. So like we're a small corner but we like took it over the bar for a long period of time. It was yeah. pretty cool. That that was that was really fun. So I I definitely recall that. So um, all right, your second moment. My another another game that really kind of stuck out to me as one of the big moments of the season so far for right and wrong reasons was the triple overtime game that has not happened the season until now mm-hmm. um versus uh featuring OKC and Philly. Yeah. And Philly Joel Embiid on a minutes restriction gets 50-some minutes. Yes. Uh, doesn't even sit for the last three overtimes and, like, last five minutes of the fourth quarter. Um, Westbrook had, like, a couple missed dunks that were, like, super emphatic and were, like... Oh, the, yeah. This yeah, is... but then comes back with a ricocheted rim dunk mm-hmm. and uh, Paul George was phenomenal in this game. Um, and this was kind of a really cool back-and-forth game all game long. Ben Simmons couldn't be stopped, really, it felt like. But they, they were like trash talking each other too. Yeah, and that was the beauty of this game, like this whole game. And like Andre Robertson was deferred two for the end of the game, and like missed a layup, missed a lob, but made a three. It was like really crazy. Um, um, I love this game for what it meant for the NBA because it was such a in a weird moment where it was around Thanksgiving. Not many games were being um, like replayed or like i didn't care about and it was kind of like a lull or like you know curry was getting injured and all this other junk so we kind of just not caring mm-hmm. the, the, the league was kind of stabilizing boom this game happened um i kind of want to say this because this was the game that really sparked okc to come back yeah into the nba standings and um we'll talk about standings in a second but this was a cool really cool game for me i'm not an okc fan but i'm rooting for them um you know to be in the upper echelon of the west 
Yeah, just what a what a wild game. <laughs> Incredibly fun. If you have a chance to go back and actually watch the highlights of this, yeah, you you have to do it. So, okay, my second one is actually just it's the it's the night that James Harden scored fifty six. Now, James Harden has had some incredible nights, but. His efficiency in this game yeah. was absolutely crazy. He scored 54 points in three quarters. Yeah. <laughs> and he's, he scored 50 or more points and dished out 13 assists. And he shot like... All right. I'll learn how to use a computer in 2018. <laughs> anyway. Anyway. I'm just going to post this up. You know what? <laughs> we'll keep going, though. You were on a roll, dude. So, I mean, he had some pretty spectacular... Uh, feats here and he was he just about hit the franchise record for this and it was the sixth 50 point game of his career yeah he's had um yeah to that point but then he had three more yeah he's had three more 50 point games this season <laughs> i think they were all losses too which is a little weird yeah one against the lakers one against the clippers or something lebron both... lebron's 57 point game is also a loss yeah so funny eh, huh? you could you could score 50 you won't necessarily help your team win but that was a pretty cool game so that was a good game for you though like you enjoyed uh, well, the game or it was a second enjoyed, top moment i enjoyed his performance yeah. the, the moment of that yeah. so i'm you know, the, cool. the, the first one was the game the second one was just his performance Okay, your your last one. This is a bit of a hard knock, but the, my last one was just what just happened, and we talked about it in my, one of my favorite moments of the yes. season was uh, or the favorites of the week um, was Marcus Smart over Harden. Like the idea that Brad Stevens after a timeout was like, you know what, we're not going for the tie, we're going for a quick two, and mm-hmm. then we're going to play solid D and see if we can front them and distract Harden and stuff like that, and it fucking worked. Mm-hmm. They get in a quick two by Jason Tatum with like seven seconds left. Um, and then um, someone tries to inbound the ball to Harden, mm-hmm. and Harden pushes off Marcus Smart and gets called for the offensive <laughs> foul. Then Al Horford, you know, without no timeouts, Al Horford, they've already predetermined that this was going to happen or something in their head. They knew what they were going to do. They called it. They sent out Al Horford to get the game-winning hook shot, mm-hmm. which is kind of surprising because everyone thought it was going to be going to Kyrie. Mm-hmm. And then Marcus Smarts does it again. He goes in Harden's face, gets Harden's grill all messed up, his beard slurry, and um, he knocks Marcus Smart down again for the second offensive foul. I've never seen that before. I've already said that, but you took it to the MVP like candidate right now. Yeah, phenomenal. And it's like it just drops him down a notch, yeah. honestly. And like I kind of love the drama of the NBA, and I love that it's not just like going to be an automatic James Harden win right now. Mm-hmm. And this game kind of disproves the fact that he is an, a winning player. Because in the moment, dude, mm-hmm. why would you shove a player off? <laughs> why would you even make it a debate? No, no. You had two refs in the game. Like, why would you make that thing? You should have actually just... You should know as your star MVP player, you should know to back off and yeah. run away in another direction. Yeah. And he didn't do it. He got in his own head. That, I mean, I got to be honest, like that was phenomenal to see. And <laughs> one of my favorite plays, moments of the season so far. I love it. Um, so my last one is actually from this week as well. This is Rondo's, Rondo's 25 dime game. So I just, I happen to like the the humongous stats that only come along so often. And just, you know, we've already talked about this, but just just the fact it's been 21 years since this stat has actually come up. Come up. It's, it's also, unreal. it gives me hope that the 30-rebound game is, is, is still out there for the season. So a, We need it. We need it. A lot of fun. And, and just, you know, it, it shows Rondo's value without showing, like, 
He's not scoring, and we'll you know we're probably going to talk about that sometime, not now, but he he is contributing to that team, and I I I, I like that. So and you know I I do have a Pelicans jersey hanging in my closet, so <laughs> yeah, I got to go with it. Yeah, sure, man. All yeah, right, it was unbelievable. So let's let's talk a little bit about a little bit about standings here. So we're going to do a quick catch up. It's been a, it's been what, a week or two. Uh, since we've been on the pod, so let's uh, we'll bring up the actual uh, bring up the actual rankings. And you ran you you got some stuff around projections in terms of who's projected to make the playoffs now. And there's some interesting findings here. There's also some very like obvious choices. Yeah. Um. Let's uh, let's let's start in the east and we'll, we'll work our way to the west. Okay. Basically, what we did last the last time I think I wasn't even here. It was you and Mark, yeah. And um, you broke down the East, and you kind of had a couple surprises, and you went maybe one through ten or one through eleven. Yeah, let's just do that right now. Um, okay. So you want me to you, you want to list them off, or you want me to list them I'll, off? I'll do the East. You can do the West. Uh, right. So, <clears throat> um, so starting at one, Boston Celtics. Two, the Toronto Raptors. Three, the Cavs. Four, the Bucks. Five, the Pistons. Six, the Wizards. Seven, the Pacers. Eight, the Heat. Right on the bubble is the Knicks. So. Okay, from New York. And Philadelphia and Chicago are just right there at um, 10 and 11, I guess. <laughs> yeah. Okay. There's some obvious, like, stark... Um, there's there's stark contrast between contrast the Contrast from last time and this time. And yep. also, just a couple teams that are very surprising that are just... I can only see those teams right now. Yes. So Toronto, yes, Toronto has made has made a run, but like we we figured they would be they would Stable. be they would be in the top three, but we yeah. did not figure they would be making a run. No, so I definitely had them in the top four. I definitely had them as four, okay, mainly because I just thought they'd just do the same thing, yeah, and just be the even keel team that they are, and then get swept in the first or second round. Sure, um, they have a potential to be the top seed in the East. I I don't think it. I don't. Think I'm not going to bet you on that. I, that's I not a bet I would ever take. Yeah. But they are playing some of the strongest ball I have seen in this season yeah. by any team. They are passing with like maybe like 30 more passes per game or something, yeah. and that's leading to maybe a less of a product um, uh, by player, but more of a result by wins on per team by the team and. I've never seen them pass as well as they have in terms of like lobs to DeRozan. I was never expecting lobs to DeRozan from this team. I was always expecting ISO fadeaways from mm-hmm. him. It's a phenomenal. And OG and Pascal Siakam and um, their whole bench crew, their bench mob has been super productive for them. Um, DeLon Wright and Fred Van Viet or whatever that dude is. And like the, the knock on this team was that they were so stable for so long doing the wrong thing this whole time. Mm-hmm. ISO. Like, mm-hmm. ISO bullshit and no adjustments ever. Mm-hmm. They started maybe like a Serge Ibaka at the five at one point in last season's playoffs. They benched yeah. Jonas Valanciunas. They shouldn't be doing that. They should just stick to their strengths. And mm-hmm. their strengths are they're really strong in the front court. And they do they have set really good screens, Serge and Jonas. And they may not have the best three point shooting team, mm-hmm. but they're taking way more. They're taking a lot more threes this year, mm-hmm. making a healthy percentage, and they are driving to the rim with ferocity with um, with Lowry and um, DeRozan, and they are passing more, which is the thing that was so surprising. And guess what? When a team succeeds together, yeah. they're all producing both sides of the ball, and they're feeling like they're way more involved. If it was just them sitting and watching DeRozan Lowry like last yeah. year, and five years passed, yeah. 
they're out of they're out of touch. Yeah. CJ Miles and all those players are really doing wonders for this team. And I'm just really surprised, happy, and actually a little bit fortunate that we're seeing a little bit of um flux in the top of the East when we were thinking Boston Cleveland this whole time. Yeah. Well let, let, let's be let's be very clear here just in terms of where the they, they share the same win record. As Cleveland. As Cleveland. So yeah. I I don't I'm sorry about that, yeah. So so you, you may be right, but I, I think the I don't know. I, I but if if Boston if Boston stays with it, I I, I don't know if they're going to be rivaled at, at the very top. I I like Toronto anywhere from the two to the four right now. Yeah, um, Jalen Brown is hurt for about a month. Jordan obviously Gordon Hayward is out for the year. Yeah, yeah. Um, they're starting like Aaron Baines. They're starting like uh, Tibor Police and things like that in place. And um, they're kind of riding Jason Tatum a mm-hmm. lot more than they should. And I'm just assuming he might hit a wall. Maybe. He's a rookie. He's only ever played 30-ish games a season. Maybe. He might hit a wall. They, they shouldn't have had the streak that they had earlier, though. Yeah. So I, I really struggle with writing them off. Yeah, you can't write them. You're not writing them <clears> off. I really, I really struggle with writing them off. And, and we really don't know the type of ball that Cleveland actually wants to play in the regular season. <laughs> they, <yeah. laughs> they, they just like, they're so erratic about what they choose to do. They can, they can choose to be the best team in the NBA or they can choose to just like, eh, we're going to kind of coast. Yeah. So um, they're paying max money for a dude averaging two points and two rebounds. Now in Tristan Thompson, um, Derek Rose is nowhere to be found. Um, they're starting but, but, Jose Calderon. But, but he, he has secured us a, a starting <laughs> okay. spot on the keeping up with the Kardashians. <laughs> yeah, so, right. so really, I mean, Jesus. just it's buying into that franchise as well. <laughs> <laughs> That's a lose lose right there. And um, Isaiah Thomas, I think, is coming back early January, so we don't really oh, he, know. No, he's, he's coming back. I thought it was tomorrow, either tonight or tomorrow. Oh, wild, really. Well, yeah, early no, January is about right now. So yeah, no, it's it's, cool. it's it's very very soon. Well, that's it's, exciting. It's it very soon. I just I just that. saw it before, um, before we started recording. So it's uh, yeah, we'll 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 talk more about Isaiah coming back. Uh, yeah, man. In the next episode, that sounds great. But they have to refine themselves a bit, and hopefully he fits in with the system. I'm sure he will. I'm yeah. sure they'll buy into it all. Jeff Green is playing phenomenal, so I'm really <laughs> kind of excited for Cleveland in I, a weird way. But uh, I hope they work it all out. But they have been so, they've been in. Like in shambles in terms of how they're playing, how they're directed, and how they're like perceived as a, a mm-hmm. defensive-oriented team or not. It's been a lot of just uh, faith on the LeBron and Kevin Love being mm-hmm. like capable outputs, you know, cap- uh, scoring capably and just having great outputs day in and day out. Um, yeah, they need another, and hopefully Isaiah Thomas is that as a person. So, so let's <clears throat> let's skip one of the teams. Let's. So I think we both had the Bucks kind of at the Four, middle. Five. We had them all at five. So, so let, let's skip that. Let's talk a little bit more about the bottom because there there's some interesting teams towards the bottom, and we've we've seen some variable standings from the Pistons, Wizards, Pacers. Like so, as we get to the bottom, is does this order stay? Is is my question because. <laughs> I'm hard pressed to throw out Detroit at this point. Yeah. They they're playing good enough ball to make the playoffs, and I that'll. We'll, I think we'll, I think we we'll, just lock it in. I think honestly, the top five that we're seeing right there will yeah. be in the playoffs. Some in some fashion. The, the top five. Okay. So so six, we'll, seven, and eight, and this is where I'm concerned about one team in particular. Okay. And it's the Washington Wizards. Um. I think there's going to be some flux. I think Philly and New York can make it a chance at yeah. getting in. I don't think Chicago is as a fucking 
percentage chance of making it, but yeah. they're on this insane tear for no reason. Mm-hmm. So who knows? But right now, I know that per- the Porzingis less and the Tim Hardaway less Knicks were still kind of playing even keel. Yeah. So they just got him back. They just got you know Porzingis back, and yeah. so maybe they'll start to run again. Yeah. Washington. Just like Toronto, yeah, they've been a stable franchise for like five, six years. Yeah. We were putting them in the top four. Yeah, they are losing to bottom barrel teams. <laughs> yeah, they are every day. And okay, you know what? The record is showing a little bit above five hundred. It takes a bit to win in this league. All these good teams are good, yeah. obviously, to some degree. But um, Washington is showing. You know, they're rusty. They missed uh, John Wall for a month or so. And hopefully can get shit together. But um, do you do you think the un, unthinkable happens? Do you and th- they miss. Do Do you think they might miss? If they don't shoot for a player, and we've been always saying this one player in particular, yeah. I'm not going to say a p- player in particular. I think they need to bolster their their strength right now. Yeah. Um, Marcin Gortat is amazing. Don't trade him, but trade for someone who can be the other. You know, you have Beal as like a facilitator, almost as a as like a CJ McCollum and um Damian Lillard to Wall and Beal. And um but Wall hasn't been as assertive as he should be. Mm-hmm. And he's kind of the heart of the squad anyways. Otto Porter hasn't been producing as he should. Um their four spot is super in flux and they have like Mike Scott coming off the bench who's been one of their bench best bench players in the league right now actually. But there's so much hesitation with this team because it's like either your turn, my turn, which was what Toronto was two years ago. Mm-hmm. That I think they need to shake things up. And I'm going to go ahead and say it, man. I think they need to blow it up. Wow. And I think they need to trade John Wall. Whoa. Explosive. While the market is in flux, while teams are looking for their next guard, we were talking about a team like Orlando. Wow. We were thinking about a team that needs a player to jumpstart a team. Yes. Needs a new start. Hasn't had any success with this franchise, even though they've made it in the playoffs, and yeah. every Wizard fan is going to fucking kill me. Yeah. I don't think this team is going to make any noise, even if they make the playoffs. Yeah. They're going to get swept by any of those top, top four or five teams right now. Yeah. I don't want Boogie to go to Washington as much as I wanted him initially to yeah. go. Um, that was the player in, in no, question earlier. No. I think he's okay in, in New Orleans, and I kind of like the, the yin to the yang in the season of New Orleans to all the other three-point shooting teams. Yes. So I don't necessarily want him to go. I kind of want to see what they could do with Bradley Beal being like Donovan Mitchell in Utah Ooh. or like um, or like uh, like a Damian Lillard or C.J. McCollum in Portland. Yeah. Because John Wall hasn't been what he should be, and maybe it might take a month still. Yeah. But in February, come trade deadline, if they're not making any more noise, if they're still four games wow. above 500, I want them to consider. That is that is crazy. I man. want them to consider it because, honestly, they're not going to win shit this year. Yeah. Why try then? Oh. Try something new. Yeah. Because they were looking decent with Bradley Beal at the point guard position, at the scoring point, point guard position. But... um. They just need a little bit more length. They need a little bit more t- t- tenacity on D. Yep. And I think they need to figure out a new identity if this is the route they've been failing at for six years. Oh, shit. Because they're D. not passing more. They're not shooting more threes. They're not being better at what they're doing right now. Mm-hmm. Toronto has figured it out with youth. Yeah. They got rid of people. They got new people. They got, you know, they have, yeah. have found a nice rhythm in Toronto. 
It took a while though. We were telling we were telling people last year to blow up Toronto. Mm-hmm. I think this year Washington is last year's Toronto. Ooh. And I don't think they're going to make any noise. No. Interesting. So so sorry, you may have answered this. So do you think Washington at this point still makes the playoffs? So I didn't answer that. Okay. Um I think there's an outside chance that they miss the playoffs. Ooh. Like I'm going to go ahead and say 30% chance they're going to miss the playoffs. Oh, my God. Wow. I will say that because I think New York and Philly have a little bit in them. I, depending I, on the health of Embiid, yeah. depending on the health of Hardaway Jr. and you know what Beasley brings and all that junk, you know New York can make a splash. Philly can make a splash. I don't think they're going to be trading for anyone. Yeah. But so, their identity okay. is still growing, and they're winning, right? Okay. So, so, so we're, saying, we're saying through five in Detroit, in, they're in. Okay, I think so. so. So Washington potentially slides. Yeah. Okay, so there are two other teams. Seven and eight are the Pacers and the Heat. So we're saying potentially if the Wizards slide, which other team are you taking out of the top eight? Are you are you are you taking Miami or are you taking Indy out? I, you know, it's kind of crazy. Like, um, if Washington doesn't slide, I would say probably even Indiana and Miami both slide out. Okay, but if Washington slides out, maybe in Indiana also, mm-hmm. or just Washington alone, or Miami alone. But Miami is gelling right now; they're kind of on this like six and four, last and ten kind of streak. Mm-hmm. Philly is kind of fighting a weird um, lull in their production. I think a lot of it had to do with um, Embiid sitting for multiple games and mm-hmm. Covington being less than what he was. And um, yeah, but when they when they play their top caliber ball they <laughs> they, they can play with any so they can play with anybody in the east yeah so it's just they, they just have to stay healthy and i'm not gonna you know go on a rant about ben simmons and yeah. his jump shot because he's phenomenal for what he is right now yeah as a rookie kicking ass yeah um i still feel like they can have a second win and we'll fi- we'll figure that out okay i don't know about washington's and second wins sure. and, um i don't know if they win right now like i don't know how they win um because teams are doing what they're doing better. Like yeah. that's all I'll say that. Okay. Um I think Indiana's a lock for the playoffs, man. Wow. <laughs> I really think that they're super strong right now. Oladipo you know, and I know. Miles Turner with I, the lead leading in blocks and no, Yeah, he's just I mean, they're playing they're playing ball we just did not expect from them. That's we just, did not expect from them it, at all. It's just we wrote them off so early and yet they came back and yeah. and they're they're showing us there's a different level there. Yeah. And it's exciting. It yes. honestly it is because they're they're retooling a whole new generation. So Hey, Guy, we've spent a lot of time on the East. We're at, next episode, we're actually g- going to go into the West. So you have to stay with us for Riding the Pine <laughs> in order to catch our next segment next time uh, for the Western Conference. And there we, it is. We know the Western Conference will probably be a 30 to 40-minute segment, mm-hmm. given, <laughs> given how vested we are in that. But uh, just, a, just a quick look at how um, the East looks against um, ESPN's um, projections? projections on playoff odds, we'll yeah. say. Um, so they basically said, you know, the top three are locked, a hundred percent, basically. Yeah. Uh, Detroit is basically locked at ninety-five. Washington is locked at ninety-five as well. Um, so I'm going against the grain here, and I'm going against ESPN. That's here. that's fine. And they're saying, you know, Philly and I mean, Indiana have about a seventy percent chance, and Milwaukee at the four spot has a seventy-five percent chance. So they're saying, you know, based on records, Milwaukee might end based on strength strength of schedule and everything, like a forty-two and forty. But Washington, based on their strength of schedule, might be 43, 45, and 37 or so. Yeah. So they're seeing Philly and New York out. And basically, yeah, but, but, the top eight currently 
as is, only a little bit of shuffle. Yeah, so, but, but 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 look at this. Do you agree with that? No, I I I don't agree with this. And also, just look at the win loss percent. They they have three teams with identical win loss. Yeah, Miami, Milwaukee, Indy, Philly is out at five hundred at forty one and forty one. I don't trust this. I literally do not trust this. Mm-hmm. So I think. I think that there can be some swaps. I think they're discrediting Milwaukee too far. I think that Washington, to your point, could fall. Um, I think Miami's a bit high. I think that, I I don't know. It'd be interesting to see what New York does. Because when New York, when Hardaway Jr. is there with Porzingis, they can play at a higher level than than 37 and 45. I think so, too. I think they're going to win 40 games. So I think that's going to happen. I, I don't necessarily like it. I like everything. Uh, Charlotte on down down to Atlanta, fine. Yeah, I, I think that's completely. Wash. Fine. I think that's completely fine. But I think there's I think there's a lot to see kind of play out here. I don't really trust it. Besides the top three, that are that are basically there. Yeah, for sure. Well, cool, man. So we'll t- stay back. Stay tuned for the Western so, Conference predictions. No, well, I mean, what are we? We'll no. do it next episode. No, we're going to talk about it next episode. We spent hours and hours and hours on the West Western Conference because that is our conference. Yeah, that is what we dig into. So yeah, uh, we'll continue to do that. So, anyways, um, Gabe, bring us to the pop up shop. Oh, dude, you got to make a stop at Geese Pop Up Shop. <laughs> I worked on that on the off, the off season. <laughs> Christmas dinner, gotta make a stop. <laughs> In the shower, gotta make a stop. Gotta make a stop at these pop-up shop. Combing my hair, gotta make a stop. <laughs> I was practicing, man. Okay. On the bus, you know? Mm. Doing all those things. Um, I gotta be honest, dude. Yeah. I was I was so disappointed with the NBA this year. Um, Where were the fucking Xmas jerseys? Where were the Why, Christmas jerseys? It, it doesn't make any sense. Why would you not have Christmas jerseys? It was they one have, of the greatest things they, that they did. They have jerseys for every other day. Yeah. They came up with the City Edition jerseys. Right. They don't have a Christmas jersey? They dropped the ball so hard on this. This is the holiday that you come to own. Why can't you have merchandise for that day? They were worried about their jerseys ripping, you know, on Christmas Day. Oh, so my like we God. can't have anything new. No, but if there's a day that your jersey can rip, it's Christmas Day. Yeah. Unwrap it. Tear, Unwrap it. Tear, tear, <laughs> tear your jersey. It's an iPod mini. <laughs> <laughs> That's a really funny idea. Tear a jersey, like wrap gifts and jerseys that tear away. <laughs> Listen to us, Adam Silver. I know you sometimes. I, I know you're listening. Yeah. Sometimes, sometimes. Um, um, I was also disappointed in one Clay Thompson. This is Christmas, mm-hmm. red and green. Just do it up. He decided to wear pastel pink. What? And pastel lime green shoes, which are Easter color shoes. <laughs> For Christmas, no. So he no. didn't even wear a matching pair. He wore he wore two shoes of different colors of pastel pink, pastel I, green. Okay. Have you? I want to ask. I, I'm going to go off subject here, but I'm going to say, have you ever worn two shoes different colors before in your life? Uh, never. I never. never. I never have. Either. I don't have that luxury. I guess. <laughs> I you know call call me poor. Call me a simple man. But like, <laughs> I have to wear two of the same color shoes. Yeah. I don't have this. This yeah. is this is the one percent thing. It like you're you're a one percenter if you could wear two two pastel colored Easter shoes on Christmas. He's made it, <laughs> and all the wrong reasons, man. And honestly, I was pissed off. Also, at like, uh, sorry before you go on the uh, <laughs> hard to interrupt. But can, did he? 
he should have attempted his 360 dunk in his Easter shoes. <laughs> oh my <laughs> and god! Failed, seve- failed severely because don't cross your holidays, Clay Thompson. <laughs> yeah. Right. Hey man, I didn't I didn't pay attention to that game because we remember we uh, switched to board games midway through that game. <laughs> <laughs> um anyways uh i was pissed off at the end of the cleveland um golden state game Mm -hmm. where this is kind of the this is the game of you know the season kind of you know the Mm -hmm. first the uh, inaugural day was like cleveland and warriors and here cleveland warriors and everything why the fuck there's no like turkey dinner or like ham celebration like pie in the face or are you you celebrate on the court like are you you're talking like a john madden type scenario I want that. Come on. NBA, pick it up. <laughs> Celebrate with us. We eat corn. We eat mashed potatoes. We want to see our players, our star players, sweating, wearing ripped jerseys, iPod minis in his in their jerseys, Google Homes in their buttocks. I want them to eat what we eat on that day. It's so auspicious, you know? Celebrate the family. How celebrate are we the supposed holidays. to celebrate Feliz Navidad? Yes. Whoa. With, without the proper food. Hey, we're we're gonna we're gonna come back. We're gonna come back to the city jersey because I started reading about this, but I want to go back and rank them. Yeah. And we're gonna talk about oh. our, our, our our most and least favorite. That's a great idea. In, in the in the very next episode. That's a, that'll be a two part episode. <laughs> Coming back to the Rambling Gambler, I have I have two bets. Wow. I have, uh, two bets for you. Um, the first one. Okay, so I saw, I saw that Jimmy Butler, yes, Carl Anthony Towns, and yes. Andrew Wiggins all are in the top fifteen right now in scoring. No, in minutes. Oh, in minutes. In minutes. So my question for you, Guy, is, and this this is you can you can take or leave this bet. Is can can they maintain three players in the top twenty for minutes all season long, um, or without, or at the at the end of the season? Without a doubt, yes. Without a doubt. Without a doubt, I will say there's no doubt. No, there is doubt. If if, if players get hurt, if 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 other things happen, I'm going to say none of that happens. A hundred percent, they're going to be ooh. in the top twenty for minutes. I don't like that. I don't like that. I'm, you know, riding this idea, but I think that's what's gonna happen. What about you, mommy? Uh, My dude, <laughs> you just just threw self park Jennifer Lopez at me. <laughs> I don't. <sighs> well, you posed the question. No, like, I don't think they can. I, about it. I don't think they can. I don't think they. I don't think they will. I think somebody will slap slide. down some money. I don't think they'll slide. Ten hundred We call it season long. All right, let's here go, it is. Let's go. All right. I hope we keep in track of all these, by the way. All they're, these they're all recorded. They're, <laughs> they all go to the Smithsonian. You because know I that. remember our prop bets were written down one bet per page. Yeah, th- that's when I used to run a newsletter. Oh, yeah. <laughs> well, we're bringing that all we, back. We've, we've gone to other forms of media, Guy. <laughs> yeah, right. I got to keep uh, up with all of this the, media. The, the, second, the second one is a little, bit, a little bit more interesting, and I don't know how much I want to bet on it, but the... Oh. The, it's can Rondo actually take the top three spots for assists per game, for highest assists per game over the course of the season? So he has 25, 18. He does not have the third one, though. Oh. 
and can he can he take can he sweep the assist per game category? That's funny. Like I mean, like gold, silver, bronze medals yeah. of assists. Oh, it's just Rondo, Rondo, it's, Rondo. It's Rondo standing. It's Rondo and his two clones. It's Rondo standing across all the podiums. So <laughs> yeah, he's, he's just laying just, down. He's there. just laying. <laughs> yeah. Um, I think there's a good chance because he has two of the three right now. So, um, can he do another twenty assist game though? That's not. That's not the question. I know. That's not the question. And I'm not changing it on you. I will go ahead and say. Fucking a, sure, <laughs> sure. He's locking I don't like in. this. I'm he's, locking it in. He's I don't like my guess. He's locking it in. He's not phoning a friend. No, he's not doing anything else. No, I'm not he's, pulling the audience. He's he's locking in. So Rondo, Rondo, it is. Rondo, Rondo it is, it is. Top, top three. three. All right, I'm gonna go against it. I'm gonna sure. go against. I'll, I'll, but you fucking love the 25 assist game, and you're like, I, oh, he's not doing it again. Well, 25 assists. I don't think anybody's doing that again this season. <laughs> sure. It's it's a question if anybody can do 18. Oh. Do you think he, he and he can't? He just showed you could do it twice. Well, it's it's if uh... but not thrice. <laughs> and I'm fucking you up right now. I know I know. I, you you are. Cuz you're the Rondo fan here. Um I will say I will say that I don't think he can hit 20 again. Um because that was pretty Wait a neat. Second. So Okay, so you've you've locked into the top three. Yeah, I locked into the top three. Okay, and I'm just helping I'm, you I'm off going, that I'm, ledge. I'm going. I'm going against. It. I'm just. Okay. Gonna, I'm going to take the field. I'm going right. to say anyone else. Anyone else. <laughs> anyone else. Sure, man. Sure. Oh, gee. Who would be the person? Who would be the person to take third? Mm. Jason Kidd ain't playing. <laughs> I I know that Kobe's retired. <laughs> I don't I don't know, Gee. I'm just I'm just gonna trust. I'm gonna trust the field. Okay. Ten hundred minims it is. Ah, oh, there it is. That's the staple here in the pod. Yeah. Ten hundred minims. Yeah. That's it. All right. So we gotta wrap. We gotta wrap episode eighteen with your best games of the week. So best games of the week. We have of Cle- twenty eighteen. Well, it's 2017, 2018, Guy. It's right on the border, but here we go. I'm so unclear with all of this. Here we go. Just here we go. <laughs> Cleveland versus Boston on January 3rd. Oh. On January 3rd. That's an amazing wow. game. Golden State versus Houston, January 4th. Rematch. That's NBA Thursday. Come and watch that game. Whoa. And we have Minnesota versus Boston, January 5th. What a great what game. What a week of games. Worst games, though, are spectacularly <laughs> bad. That a nominee funny. for worst game of the season. We have Atlanta versus Phoenix on January oh. 2nd. We have Phoenix versus San Antonio oh. on January 5th. I'm going to Chicago versus Dallas on January 5th. Absolutely terrible. So, our League of the Week... We're going down to we're going down to Chile and we're we're going to the Liga Direct TV by Spalding League and we're going to watch Espanol de Talca versus Ciudad Boston College. <laughs> so go check it out. Twelve teams in that league. Direct TV it's, by Spalding. It's literally the name. I it had a different league. It had a different league name. So we'll, oh my God. we'll post it in the show notes. Hey Guy, where can everybody find us on the social medias? Yo, they can find us on the social media at Twitter at How3 and at Gidota. those are our personal handles at Ryden underscore the pine love to help you or ha- love to have you join the conversation join in poll us on what we do right what we do wrong help us be a better pod help us be a better friend to you because you are our friends we love you we want you in our lives here live in Ballard um, you can also find us on Almighty Baller Radio um, it's a, an amazing uh, network with all these amazing shows that just keep growing and growing and growing. Some of the top podcasts in the sports network right now 
mm-hmm. globally are in our network. It's pretty phenom- phenomenal. And um, usurping the people like Ringer and all that stuff, it's amazing. The kind of progress we've made as a network. Um, and you can find us there on Almighty Baller or AlmightyBaller.com or on iTunes, Stitcher, you know, Google Play, Apple Podcasts, all those places. Where, wherever fine podcasts are sold. Wherever fine podcasts are sold. <laughs> um, and on Russell Westbrook's Christmas jersey that got ripped that would never be displayed. That's where the podcast would be. <laughs> that, 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 that's it. So we'll be back this week. Come and join us after NBA Thursday. Here we go, Gee. Oh, for another pine time? Yeah. The pine time in the new year? Pine time. Oh, we need it. I needed it. Oh, man. It's going to be amazing. Pine time, pine time. Pine time, pine time. Hey, happy new year, everyone. We out. This is a Vencast Studios production. Tune in, subscribe, and uh, nail to your local public church's doorway. Riding the Pine, now on Almighty Baller Radio. Tune in and find us wherever fine podcasts are sold. Break glass in case a podcast emerges. Riding the Pine, brought to you by God Shamwell. Brought to you, brought to you by Hondo, a.k.a. Brad Hoiberg. Join us on Twitter at Riding underscore the Pine. It's Jamie, Progressive number one, number two employee. Leave a message at the... Hey, Jamie. It's me, Jamie. This is your daily pep talk. I know it's been rough going ever since people found out about your acapella group, Mad Harmony, but you will bounce back. I mean, you're the guy always helping people find coverage options with the Name Your Price tool. It should be you giving me the pep talk. Now get out there, hit that high note, and take Mad Harmony all the way to nationals this year! Sorry, the pitchy. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Hi, it's Jamie, Progressive's Employee of the Month, two months in a row. Leave a message at the... Hi, Jamie. It's me, Jamie. I just had a new idea for our song about the Name Your Price tool. So when it's like, tell us what you want to pay, hey, 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 and the trombone goes, blah, 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 and you say, we'll help you find coverage options to fit your budget. Then we just all do finger snaps while a choir goes, savings coming at ya, savings coming at ya. Yes? No? Maybe? Anyway, see your practice tonight. I got new lyrics for the rap break. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.